The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate you checking us out. Today, we are excited to have the Wichita Wind Surge in the studio, and they're going to tell us about how to run a baseball team. That's what's e? up. <laughs> Bob is in the house. How you doing, Mr. Moulet? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Excited to have you here and talking a little bit about the wind surge. So tell us a little bit about who you are. So I've I've met Jordan. I've seen you yeah. around and seen your face. Sure. Tell us who you are and your title and things like that. Yeah, so I'm uh, the director of uh, fan experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit about myself Uh I actually got here in March of 2019. Okay. So I was with the New Orleans club prior to that. I was assistant GM there uh, in their kind of fan experience operation. Totally thought I was going to be there till the end of that season to kind of help get the team through. And uh, Lou Schweckheimer, our late owner, called me and said, hey, I need you in Wichita in three weeks. We got to get going. You know, we've started to get a good footprint on what we have going on, you know, as far as in the business community, but as far as getting into the nonprofit sectors and all those types of things. He wanted me to kind of get there and uh, eventually kind of help build the brand. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm responsible for uh, the River Riders uh, when that first rolled out. I don't know if people remember that, but we changed Wichita Baseball 2020 without telling anyone to the River Riders, which kind of started the narrative of us going into our branding exercise Mm -hmm. for what would eventually become the Windsurge brand. That's that's a pretty dope story. So... He said, pack your bags, because in three weeks, you're going to Wichita. Yep, that's it. And you were like, yes, I've always wanted to go to Wichita. Yeah, I would say uh, when I found out in uh, September of 2018, he said, hey, we're moving to Wichita. I'll be honest with you. I go, well, what's in Wichita? I I drove by there one time when I was... Uh, when I was driving across the country to go to New York City, where I'd, I'd lived for a year and worked there, mm. um, I remember coming on Kellogg. It was still under construction, I believe, at that <laughs> time. Um, but I remember seeing the KU Medical School and everything like that. Yeah. And, uh, that that was my extent of uh, Wichita prior to being out here two times prior to moving here permanently. Okay. All right. Well, that's awesome. Excellent. We're so glad to have you here. 2019 was the, the genesis of this, right? Yes. You coming on board. So how many employees do you guys have? So, so right now we have probably about 20-ish plus full-time employees. Nice. Uh, we actually just uh, introduced our intern class of 2022. They all came in yesterday, so they're getting started. So that's an additional 10. Uh, when you look at a part-time 
uh, status, you're looking at about 250, 300 part-time employees. That ranges from baseball ops to parking attendants to merchandise to, um, you know, concessions, food and beverage operations, mm-hmm. hospitalities. But that obviously fluctuates based on the events that we have. But full-time staff, about 21, 22-ish. Speaking of merch, I mean, like, I need to get some Wind Surge merch, yeah. right? Because I need to represent. So when we're representing as a city, what what's the hashtag we need to use? For, is it just hashtag Wind Surge? I would say like, Go Surge. Go Surge. Yeah. Go okay. Surge. Go so uh, one thing, whenever you're doing a brand, uh, and, we, and we did this in New Orleans when we had the baby cakes, is you always should assume that whenever you do the brand, it's going to shorten. People are never going to say the full name as you get going on in this journey. They're always going to take and always make it shorter, right? So um, you take the baby cakes. We became the NOLA cakes. And then, you know, a lot of people refer to us, you know, as a surge and we'll continue to do that. And so that's why actually our alternate jersey just has surge on it too. So go surge always works. Okay, I'm with it. So just for some of someone who may not know the origin story, you guys came in, did focus groups looked at different names. Yes. Um, and I remember being a part of that process. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And then um, we came out with Wind Surge. Sure. Were you, you were over that um, entire. Yeah. So thing, I was right? in that, I was in that entire process. Yeah. Um, you know, so that process was just like our construction on the ballpark was a little bit of a rush process due to the fact of the dates and deadlines that we had to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, we came in in uh, January, did some focus groups. We also did the name the team suggestions. Just want to clarify that was not a contest. <laughs> uh-huh. um, <laughs> suggestions. And uh, so we started to get feedback, right? And uh, I actually go to a lot of classes, especially I just went to WSU uh, graduate class and explained this process. And so we got about 3,000 name suggestions. And so, you know, you have me, you have Lou, uh, you have a few other individuals from our organization or definitely not from Wichita. We've seen it a couple times. Lou had been here, obviously, quite more than all of us to get this thing up and running. And uh, one reoccurring theme uh, was always in the name, and it was wind. And so, you know, for, for me, being from New Orleans, I'm like, well, what is this wind about? And so, you know, as we went to the focus groups, we talked about, you know, the days of the Chisholm Trail, and you talk about uh, – the air capital of the world and all those things. But one of the biggest things in the focus group was, yes, those are definitely important to Wichita's past, but some of that stuff may be overplayed. Okay. Mm -hmm. We've had the Wichita wind. We've had a couple different names that are associated with that. We've had obviously a Wranglers brand that kind of goes back to that point. But, you know, Wichita is a new position. Um, And from those focus groups, they said, you know, Wichita tends to reinvent itself about every 50 years. And so, We wanted to figure a way to pay homage to the past, but also recognize where we are in this point in time in the future. And, you know, obviously the Riverfront Stadium um, is so important to the community, not from a baseball standpoint, but what else is going to be able to generate and the build that it has done over there. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, try to explain this all the time, you know, before we were able to get in and bring affiliated baseball back to the state of Kansas, there was no affiliated professional baseball. Yes, you had the T-Bones, but they were independent league. If you wanted to go see a traditional sporting event, and when I say traditional baseball, basketball, football, you had to leave the state to do that. You had to go to OKC, 
for an NBA game. You had to go to Kansas City for uh, NFL or MLB game. Well, at the same time, where's all that taxpayer money that you're going to these events going? It's not going to the state of Kansas. And so I think that's what's really important about this. And so we're looking at a time and place uh, in history where we're all living it right now where, you know, Wichita as a community, I believe, is the 49th largest city in the country. Mm -hmm. There's 50 states continuing to get there. We have innovation. We have tech, you know, air capital of the world. We have some of the biggest, you know, uh, airline manufacturers in the world. And uh, one thing that kept refer or kept reoccurring was uh, that we're kind of really surging forward from where uh-huh. we were from 10 years ago. It's true. <clears throat> and so we thought, okay, well, how do we pay homage to the past, but how do we recognize this point in the future and kind of describe what the personality is of our brand, right? And so very hard. You can't describe wind because there's no physical elements to right. do that. You could do something. You really can't describe a surge. And so the Pegasus, which is our logo, is the mythological being that harnesses the wind and surges through whatever endeavor. And so that's mm-hmm. where we play homage to that past and kind of try to visually connect it together. And, you know, when we were doing this logo uh, concept and name concept, we were working with Todd Radom. And I don't don't know how familiar you guys are with him, but he's a pretty uh, reputable uh, logo designer. He's not just kind of your run-of-the-mill guy who comes in. He's done of all Ice Cube's uh, big three logos for his three-on-three. He uh, redid the Houston Astros, uh, Washington Nationals logos. So, I mean, he's he's a big league guy. And I believe right now he's actually promoting uh, some of the old school Negro League lids cap mm-hmm. lines. And so he's very involved and very, and he really took us through this process of how to do this. And that's how we came up with, you know, the wind surge and the logos. And then you take the colors, okay? Lou is very traditional in his colors, all right? He came from Pawtucket, Red Sox, all right? Scarlet Mm -hmm. and Navy are deeply enrooted in baseball baseball. culture regardless. And then you add the accent colors. You take the sky blue that represents the prairie skies. Mm -hmm. And then you take the gold, which is the wheat, but it's also the sunsets. I, You know, people don't believe me when I go back to California. The sunset on the beach is awesome, but the sunset here in the Midwest is tops everything just with those colorways. And I think that's what we wanted to— depicting, you know, so we're all as a community, we're moving forward with a new vibrancy and determination to make Wichita a must, must visit destination. And that's how we came up to the synopsis and the kind of the development of the brand. Bob, that just, oh my gosh, that just gave me so much life. Thank you for explaining that. That's pretty dope. You know, I remember going, it was rushed and then you guys came out with the name and obviously didn't go with my suggestion uh, in the competition that you say is not a competition. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no. You. Um, but you know, I wondered because when I saw the Pegasus, it I immediately, you know, I'm a '90s kid, right? Yeah. So um, I thought of Disney's Hercules. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, so I was down with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this all makes sense now that you've been here. You know about the wind now, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. We joked that there's sometimes some wind surges that hit us <laughs> while we're sitting out there, especially when we're pulling tarp. Yep, 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 for sure. N- nice. And she's an 80s kid, by the way, not I'm 90s. An 80s baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was I was born in 83, so I had a little 80s at the end. Mm. So. <laughs> You're here in Wichita, Kansas. How do you create culture? What kind of culture you try to have at the wind surge? Yeah, I think our, our culture is uh it's still in its uh, development process, okay. um, you know, keep in mind that 
At this time last year, there was five full-time people on staff. We didn't even know we were going to have a season. Uh, and so kind of rolling through that. Obviously, a culture had been established, you know, before Lou had passed and things had changed and furloughs and, and, co- and COVID had come through. I think, you know, our culture is that, you know, we want to immerse ourselves into the community. We want to continue to be a part of that community. Um, but also, too, we want our uh, our young kids to to grow. We want them to, you know, grow, develop, become young professionals because, you know, when there was five of us, we were the five who had had all the baseball experience. We have a, we have a lot of young uh, individuals from, you know, from the community that are here that are just getting their feet wet. And so we want to be a culture of ideas. We want to uh, innovate. Um, I think it's important that we do that. Yes, you're going to have your Star Wars night, but we can't have the same Star Wars night every year. We got to change things up. We got to mm-hmm. try to continue to push the envelope on what makes the most sense. So we want to be innovative. And that's what's really great about what uh, we're able to do is that, you know, we are um, essentially a small business ourselves. There's only certain limitations that we may have from MLB when it comes to what they can do on the playing field. But when it comes to what products we offer, what partnerships we can do, we have total autonomy of what that is. And so I think it's important to refresh it because as we know, you know, with partners around the community, not everyone's looking for the billboard in center field. Not everyone necessarily thinks that that's the way that they're going to be able to get their exposure. Their their exposure may be in the community. Uh, it may be doing something different. And so it is trying to be an, uh, innovative. I'll give you an example of that. So Blue Cross Blue Shield is uh, Kansas is one of our biggest supporters. Okay, they have their traditional signage, but uh, they also have signage on the on the concourse, we call it the mall walker program right now, but you guys ever uh, been to a mall early in the morning and you see people walking, getting their steps. Mm-hmm. So we're looking to do the same thing in the ballpark. So mm-hmm. when you come in the ballpark this, you're going to see a checkered line at every entrance and it's going to say, Hey, three times around is a mile. Um, and so being able to utilize that, that's a different kind of thing that maybe hasn't been thought of in that space before. So that's what we really want to do is really create a culture where we can innovate and we can continue to push for new ideas. I like that. Excellent. Don, you can get your steps in. You know what? (laughs) I think it's just your time to ask a question. I'm just saying. (laughs) Just giving you options. Wow. We're going to take a a break and hear a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to come back and hear a little bit more, want to learn a little bit about the uh, affiliation. And you talked about pipeline and the innovation, and I want to just talk about what that looks like when we come back. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy, And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit Evergy.com slash stay safe to learn more. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information. To provide us input about this podcast series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address. Welcome back, friends. We're here with Bob Moulet, the Wichita Wind Surge, and we're just talking about our wonderful baseball team. So, 
Bob, you were talking a little bit about culture and innovation. Can you explain to our audience the importance of having that stadium where it's located at for Wichita? Yeah, I mean, uh, where the stadium's located is pretty much centralized for, you know, the city of city of Wichita, right? Um, I learned a long time ago about the east side and the west side. That's mm-hmm. why I live in Riverside, so I can pick either okay. one or whatever okay. I do. Um, but yeah, no, I think the, the location is very important, especially the development around that area. Uh, just two years ago, if you were to look at the Delano district and, and the stuff that wasn't there compared to now, I mean, you're just seeing it's growing, right? I think Finally, uh, was it Mocha's opened up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've been seeing that go by there. Uh, you see other uh, businesses around there popping up too. And then the development around there, uh, you know, where the parking lot is behind uh, the Monarch, where that uh, strip of land is uh, just across the street from Riverfront Stadium. Th- those are starting to get in play. And, and it's important because it's a, is a, as Lou said, it's going to be Wichita's front porch. You know, you're going to use a stadium to do something, some sort of event, whether it's baseball, football or any or a concert or something like that. And then we just continue to build it out. And I think being centralized in that downtown region is important. And then a lot of other ballpark projects have been like that. And so to continue to go down that process, you know, it's going to pay dividends 10, 15 years from now. I agree. When you hear the hype about the wind surge, it's not just about baseball, is it right? You want the community to come in and really just enjoy the culture and just be a part of the excitement. Can you speak to what that vision looks like for those of us who may not be true baseball lovers? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we want to be innovative with whatever entertainment that we have uh, and be able to do that. I think the, the one thing that we really pushed for the ballpark was you know, we wanted this to be Wichita's major league facility in all aspects of what it is, from accommodating seats in the bowl to uh, walking around on the concourse to going up to the Fidelity Bravely Onward Club, mm-hmm. uh, Coors Light Party Porch. And, you know, we wanted uh, the community to see that, you know, this is just the start of so many great things that we're going to have. Not to say that we didn't have it before, but this is really kind of the start of that area and the metamorphosis of what that area is going to look like and it's going to build. And so it is important to be innovative in in entertainment. You know, a lot of people see us, you know, when I tell people what I do for a living, you know, when I say I work for the baseball team, you know, a lot of people assume that we deal with the managers and we deal with the players. We actually, I like to say my job or our job's responsibility is everything outside of the foul lines. So we control all that, Mm -hmm. you know. We like to say that when you come to an event, that's what it is. Baseball is just happening to be on the field. But when you come to a Star Wars night or you come to a Marvel night or you come to a kid's takeover, all the other entertainment is what we're really trying to do. The byproduct is there's a baseball game and on a Friday there's going to be fireworks, right. you know. Yeah. But that's what's really important be able to change that up. And not just baseball. You know, we had uh, the KJCCC uh, championship game out here on November 21st, which was the first non-baseball event uh, mm-hmm. to come out here. It was great to have that support and show, hey, we can do this. And that's just more things that are going to happen. We're going to have concerts. We're going to hopefully have a beer fest and those types of things I like that. down at the ballpark. So if you're not a baseball fan, that's great. But there's 
there's going to be an excuse for you to come down to the facility, yeah. start down there by the riverfront area. And then hopefully when you're done, you expand out, you go to the downtown area, you go to Delano and you do mm -hmm. all those things. That's what's up. I really like that. Thank you for that vision. And thank you for sharing that excitement. Um, so last question before I turn it over to Don, can you explain to our listeners? So uh, we have the, um, your major league baseball, so yes, right, and yep. then we have triple A, double A. Yep. Can you explain those differences and where we are today yeah. versus so, where we began? So our major league affiliate is the Minnesota Twins. Mm -hmm. uh, there's four levels of minor league baseball. So there's low A, uh, which is our team in uh, Fort, My our affiliated team in Fort Myers, Florida. They're the Mighty Muscles, by the way. That's oh. their team name. Okay. Then we have high A, uh, which is Cedar Rapid Colonels. And then we have Double A, which is our affiliate. Uh, you know, obviously Wichita Wind Surge. And then we have Triple A, which is the St. Paul Saints. And so there's four levels of minor league baseball uh, that most uh, players get drafted out of whether college or high school. They go through all these levels, and uh, we are in a unique situation because at Double A. Um, we get all the top prospects. They will always come through Wichita no matter what. And if they're that good, they shoot straight up to Minnesota. And uh, so once they usually leave here, they're either Dawn for greatness mm -hmm. or if they haven't quite figured it out, they'll kind of go down to that double-A level. So as far as the quality of baseball between the double-A and triple-A level, it's really not that much different. Uh, the difference is that our top prospects are still hungry. They're still working. And so we really had some uh, great guys last year. I think, you know, we had on the, on the uh, roster last year, MLB has what's called a 40-man. So typically on your professional uh, team like the Twins, they usually have about 27 to 28 roster spots. However, they're allowed to reserve about 12 roster spots for minor leaguers that they consider top prospects that they can kind of bring up and down as they go, depending mm. on what they need. So these are the guys that get invited to the big league side of spring training and all that. And so I think we may have had two guys in the 40-man at the beginning of the season, but at the end of the season, we had about five or seven that got reserved for the 40-man, and they all came through Wichita. So uh, that's kind of where we are with the, how that works as far as the levels go in minor league baseball. Had opportunity to meet with you a couple of times before you guys before you guys launched. And uh, can you help us understand how much baseball means to the area of Delano? And I'm saying when it talk when you're talking about what's next, what's mm -hmm. on the next frontier. What what are you guys going to do outside of baseball? I think I've read about some development and things like that. Is that in your wheelhouse or? Are you strictly on the field? Yeah, so uh, some of that development is uh, in our wheelhouses, uh, areas that are around that. Uh, those are things that we're in talks with right now, development. I know a couple weeks ago we had released some of the mm -hmm. future things that are going to happen. You're looking at possibly, you know, a hotel that would be kind of over in that area. You're looking at some business area, but also retail. Um, there is another part of that area, too, that is another developer in town. And so I know okay. our conversations are in, in, in talks with them to make sure that we kind of make that aesthetic all one. Gotcha. And uh, so that development is part of that process. Don't have any dates on when that's going to work. You know, when the whole stadium thing went down and, uh, you know, COVID went down, I just yeah. threw dates out the window until mm -hmm. we knew it was going to happen. But, yeah, that that part is going to develop out um, in the future, whether that be the middle of this season or start at the end of the season, you're going to see growth there. And I can guarantee in two to three years, the footprint of what it looks like right now is going to be drastically different with right. the additions of other things that are going into that area.
Well, if you built a baseball stadium in 14 months, I would imagine you can do this in 10. Uh, you could. <laughs> right. I'm just, okay. Yeah, you could. I just put it out there. Yeah. We'll <laughs> <laughs> e? All right, Bob, let's talk about some of the future development on site, such as the NBC Museum yeah. that's going to be there. Uh, I hear it's coming soon. Is that true? Yeah. So uh, hopefully we'll have something by May as far as it being completed. I've got to kind of work with the developers and stuff as of late to get assets and things. This is going to be a really cool museum. Um, it, it's going to be interactive. There's so it's not going to be one of those things we walk in and we just see some stuff on the wall and be like, all right, did that, done, check yeah, it off. No, uh, you know, I think they, again, you know, to think about not just this year, but years past, you know, there's going to be opportunities for the exhibits to change. Mm -hmm. uh, all the interaction stuff that you can do, there's going to be, uh, you know, some nostalgia from the old Lawrence Dumont, uh, things like that. Uh, I, I think it's going to be really cool. And, uh, you know, I was talking to Jordan Kobritz, who's our CEO about it, and we're talking about how we're excited about it because – we feel like that will finally complete the stadium footprint for us, right? You know, last year it kind of it served as like a, a a storage area, which you know really love the storage area, but now we don't have that anymore. <laughs> but uh, what would be really great about it is that you know that's going to be something that is still going to be a uh, community extension. So you know, you take an example of uh, you know getting involved with schools besides just a reading program or something like that. That's going to be a great way to bring organizations to the ballpark, learn about our rich baseball history and the NBC and, and, and just Wichita in general, and then show them, you know, take them, show them the past, but then be able to get, take them on a tour of the future. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then just anyone, any individual at all, I think it's important to know where we've come from mm -hmm. and know, you know, those longstanding things, but also see what there is to look forward to. And I just think it's, uh, it's going to be beautiful when it's done and it's going to be very interactive. You know, a, a lot of the consultants that we had worked with have experience in Canton, Ohio, uh, Cooperstown. Those are some pretty big ones as well. And so that was that's what's going to be cool is that it'll continue to kind of change on the fly as we evolve as well. That is that's nice. I'm excited. I hope I'm invited like to a VIP showing of this museum. Um, so write that, put that in your calendar, and I'm uh, watching to see if you're putting it in your phone oh, okay. right now as we speak. <laughs> I don't think my pen shut up. No. Oh, yeah. okay, I see. <laughs> well, no, I'm excited about the future, though. Another thing that I wanted to talk about, you talked about um, your employees and the growth that you've had as we've continued to grow, um, and you just brought on 10 interns. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? What do your interns do? And how do you become an intern? Yeah, so our interns can do a variety of different things. It could be anything from marketing to operations to licensing and apparel to oh, ticket wow. operations. So we kind of really open that up for them. Uh, we typically take any student on that uh, can get college credit. So uh, we've had students from KU, K-State, obviously Wichita State's in our backyard, so mm -hmm. we really have a lot that come from there. And, uh, you know, the goal in our internship program is – as we tell the kids all the time, or the students, should we say, because they're not quite that young yeah. anymore, um, is you should find out two things at the end of your internship. Number one, you absolutely love what you're doing. Or number two, you absolutely, this is not what you want to do. And I think that's always what our goal is at the end of the day, but just to give them a little of experience in it. Um, what's great about minor league baseball is, you know, there's 200 or not 200, there's 120 minor league baseball teams. 
we're all deeply interconnected together. Uh, we know so many teams from past organizations because we we most likely have crossed paths with those individuals uh, who are now executives there or there. I got a buddy who's in Gwinnett, which is a AAA affiliate of the Braves. He is a director of the ticket operations there. Me and him were basically interns in Modesto together. We still have a great relationship. You know, if there's opportunities down the road that we might not be able to fill here in Wichita, we can make those calls and reach out to those people and do that. And then we've had that happen. We actually had an intern this year. She's actually down in Florida. Oh, wow. You know, we were able to keep one full time. Uh, so we, you know, we're, my goal is at the end of the internship program, if they're graduated, ready to roll, and they want to do this, we can find placement for them somewhere. Wow. Um, and that's what we're trying to do, whether it's in the baseball realm or anywhere else. And I think that's really what the goal is. And they get to learn so many things on hand. Yeah. Um, and what's great is, you know, we're year two and we have some structures but we don't have full structure as a team would have for 10, 15, 20 years. So a lot of ways in the next couple of years, the interns get to help shape some of our structures in our day-to-day -day business, which is something you might not be able to do somewhere else. And what's great is, you know, we always tell our interns, ask the question. There's no such thing as a bad idea. Okay, usually if an idea doesn't work, it's the execution part that didn't follow through. And so by asking ideas, we might not take the full idea, but even if we take a piece and we all collaborate together, that idea will still grow legs if we can kind of put our heads together. And so that's kind of the culture and, and the growth and, and especially what we want to do with our interns as well. No, I love everything about that. And so just really quickly, before um, ask my last two questions because I know we're running out of time, but... Um, so when you think of working at a baseball stadium and we're talking about pipeline and we're talking about building Wichita's culture and future, what type of jobs? Like, so, you, you know, when I first heard about West Star and, um, and, and being approached, I was like, well, I don't know how well I'll do it climbing a pole. Right. So right. But then I understand <laughs> that it is a corporation. It has all these different types of jobs and all these different areas of which you can work and, and yeah. thrive in. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about what that looks like. You've talked about marketing and operations, um, but what other types of things? I mean, obviously, you have to have accountancy. You have to have, yeah. you know, all these different things. Yeah. So, you know, you're looking at accounting. Uh, you're looking at, you know, human resources. Mm -hmm. You're looking at sales. That's obviously a big one. That's a big driver of what we do. But that sales can be broken down differently, right? So a lot of people who want to get in sports who are not sales-minded, they hear sales, they're like, well, I'm not applying for that job. Yeah. But imagine this. Imagine that you have worked your entire life in youth sports. You've came up through the program. You're a coach. You did all that. You know, we have an Excel account executive on the community side that could be uh, selling fundraisers, right? Helping these organizations raise funds for uh, their their teams or or their clubs and things like that, that could be something you can go down that realm as well. Uh, you know, media side is a big one. Um, you know, whether it's helping us get stats into uh, New York so they get in the MLB side of it, whether it's managing the press box area when media is coming in and out. Um, and then another one is the in-game production to entertainment side. We have a pretty awesome uh, production setup. We run all our games. Uh, in 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 stadium feed live, we have basically our own TV setup that where we can do it. We could easily get it on TSPN three or any of those streaming services. What we want to do there, so there's positions within there. You know, maybe you really love music and you want to be that person that wants to kind of be the music engineer for all the events. Mm -hmm. You can do that, but maybe you're like the savvy graphics 
person that likes to put the stuff on TV. So when you watch a game and, you know, an individual's up there shooting a three throw, you know, the lower third graphic that comes up and says uh, what yeah. they are, mm -hmm. there's those positions as well. And then there's camera operators, right? We roll with five camera operators per game. One of those is wireless. Um, and so there is really a multitude of things that we do from every aspect of it. Um, you know, I think in our initial conversation of coming on, you know, a lot of people perceive us as a big corporation, but we really aren't. We are a small business, small business. as well that operates all these day-to-day -day things and dictates what those will be. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Excellent. And my last question. Um, mm. Just one last You know one what? Part. My last one <laughs> is what what motto do you live by? <laughs> Uh, motto do I live by. I take this one uh, from Lou Schweckheimer because he said it so many times, but I believe it because at the end of the day, it will always come back to you. Always give more than you take. I love that. Don't, don't be afraid because at the end of the day, if you trust yourself and your brand and what you're doing, people won't forget that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that I think that's how I always want to be remembered myself is always giving more um, and always have that confidence that, you know, I have that confidence deep down. If I ever needed to get something done, I can. Not always everyone has that opportunity. So if you can be there to support them emotionally, you can be there to support them, whatever that endeavor is, always give more because it's going to make, I won't say necessarily make you feel better, but when you see the power of what you do and you give and you can, you know, see kids' uh, eyes light up or you can see the belief in the people that are working for you, you get that back tenfold. And it just continues to motivate you to want to do that um, and do the right thing. Uh, you know, put first things first. I you know, agree. your family, you know, your community, all those things. Work is exciting and it's great, but you have to have that core around you be solid because that's only there temporarily a couple hours out of the day, you know, so. Thank you. Yep. You're done? You're just <laughs> asking for a friend? <laughs> Excellent. Great question, Z. Uh, people don't know this or not, but the only thing Ebony and I have in common is that we love interns. Yeah. We 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 love interns. So it's a long pro it's a long baseball year and you got ten interns. Mm -hmm. Is that the only ten you can have? Can they come in midterm or do they have to come in at the next baseball year? Um, you know, we, I think we're flexible with it. Okay. Uh, I think if there's any individual that wants an internship and contacts us and it makes the most sense, it makes the most fit, we want to make it work. How, they con how do they contact so they you? So can, they can contact us. We actually have our internships available at windsearch.com. Okay. Um, I can always give my personal contact email as possible because I'm responsible for all of them. Okay. Um, but yeah, if there's any of those opportunities, the conversation is always going to be there. And if it works, then it works. So 10 is what we have. Doesn't mean that we're definitively on that. If there's a spot somewhere else, we want to we want to help that out. And we've had people jump on mid-season because they're still finishing school. And I understand it. You know, I mean, you're trying to do 19, 22 units and then work full time, which you know I did in college, but it's difficult to do. Uh, sometimes we'd rather you finish the school because that's kind of the point, right? You need to get your degree or, or get whatever you're finishing your program on and get that experience, and then hopefully we can get you a job placement. So. Excellent. Excellent. Of course, we're uh, wind surge uh, proponents at Evergy. Had the opportunity to meet Lou back in the day. And Lou, Lou gave us a final tour. Didn't know it was a final tour, but a final tour before it opened. And like 25 days later, he was gone. Yeah. So it just shows you tomorrow's never promised. So uh, 
just uh, homage to Luke because he was just a great guy. Yeah. And we're, we're proud to be a partner of the Wind Surge at Evergy. Let's get into some fun stuff here. Uh, Word association, you've had to deal with Ebony a lot this show. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's, let's uh, turn this and uh, have some fun. I'll give you one word. You give me one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word. Are you ready? We're not ready. on. We're not on TV. I need. Is this you, on a timer? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's ready, folks. So let's go. Leader. Passionate. Success. Growth. College. Your choice. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, that was pretty good. Um, failure. Learning experience. Entrepreneur. Uh, thought leader. Vacation. Need it. Wichita. Love it. Well, he's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I'm going to up my game here. Fun. Whatever relaxes you. I think that was more than one word, well, but we'll count. Relaxation. <laughs> How about that one? Family. Important. The chamber. Uh, supporters. Last but not least, and you have to tell the truth. Beverage. Beer. Nice. nice. Thank you for coming in, my man. It has been wonderful, Bob. Thank you for spending time with us and sharing with our audience a little bit about your story and as well as the Wichita Wind Surge. Everyone who's listening, make sure you go to a Wichita Wind Surge game, right? Yep. yep. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Well, friends, it's the end of our segment. Till next time, could you please make certain that you leave a message with us and let us know who you'd like to hear from next. And if you know of someone who might find value in this show, please share it with them. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T -T at wichitachamber.org.